Good evening. This is Carrie Fisher. Yes, I know. I'm dead. But you know what? I can appear on a podcast right now. I'm watching my mother's film, Singing in the Rain. Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds, and Gene Hagen, that bitch. Yes. I'm only going to talk a brief moment because this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. My mother, Debbie Reynolds, loved singing in the rain or making it because of all the shit she had to do. But in the end, she said it paid off and she was still in the business because of Gene Kelly's teachings. Gene Kelly, a bisexual dancer, singer, actor, director. Yes. As the offspring of Debbie Reynolds, I never got to do Singing in the Rain. Could you just imagine the Stormtrooper sequence? Luke, Leia, Han Solo singing Good Morning, Good Morning. How are you? And now I, Carrie Fisher, turn the show back over to Dr. Zeus. Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, I I came home, took a took a nap, and yeah. You know what? Thank you, Carrie, for opening the show. I'm watching Singing in the Rain, or as I like to call it, Binging in the Rain. And today I was thinking about pussy, and I thought, you know, it's okay. People, well, what did you think of it? Oh, it tastes just like chicken, you know? Um, For me as a teenager, though, and I was a really horny teenager, and I remember I would think, okay, how do I get my dick in some nice hole? You know, and I was considering a few people, and then I thought, oh, God, I don't want to, you know, be a teenage father, you know, and, and then I didn't want to turn into something out of Madonna's Papa Don't Preach. We will raise a little family now, because, you know, then it would cut to like a decade later, and I'm looking for dick on the Internet. I don't think so. Honey, are you looking for a job? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Harold. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be home at nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. You know what I mean? Um, have you ever noticed people when they give you the stink eye? I have someone give me the stink eye. And then they actually talked to me and I thought, oh. Stink eye speaks. You know what I mean? A little of it you could you could smell the shade with a capital S H I T shit. But you know it's Thursday. Tomorrow is the proverbial Friday. <sighs> training, training, people get awards. I don't want them. You know what I mean? You shouldn't do things because you're going to get a fucking award. Oops. Well, unless you're... It's an Academy Award. And then it has some merit. <laughs> um, oh. 
The Super Ball Bowl. Adam fucking Levine. You know. That's what I think of him. I'm chewing him up and spitting him out. You know, I am in misery. There ain't nobody stopping me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You know, why won't you just not do the Super Bowl? People are really fucking pissed at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, Adam, you really fucked it up. You really fucked it up. People are taking knees everywhere. And you're like, oh, let me take my shirt off. I don't think so. Um... God, Gene Kelly, you picked a hell of a time to start singing now. I don't want him on the show. I just don't. Because then it's copyright, and then the Gene Kelly people, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm I'm a podcaster. I'm not entertainment tonight. I used to like that show. Until, you know, um, poor Mary Hart gave uh, Kramer... On Seinfeld, a seizure or, or something. He, she did something to him with that voice. You know? Um, oh, singing in the rain. Binging in the rain. Where's the remote to turn it down? You know, I hate when... Dear DirecTV, are you listening to me? I hate when your remotes fuck up and then I have to actually use the Samsung remote to lower the TV. Even though... The volume control is on the DirecTV remote, but it's not working. I have to reprogram it. Oh, my God. You know, this is like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, only a little dirtier. So now I'm going to light the candle. It's a beautiful day with a candle. Won't you fuck mine? Won't you fuck mine? I have always wanted to be like Stevie Nicks. With Lindsay Buckingham, with you, so let's most make the most of this candle today. Lesbians might as well scream hip hop hooray. Uh, Adam Levine, Adam Levine, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck? Please, what the fuck? Please, what the fuck? Adam Levine. Yeah. You know, he he comes from money, so he doesn't really understand. Oh, I understand. I love when they did Family Guy, and he's like, Brian, I'll blow my Adam Levine whistle. Hey, my voice isn't really that high. It is. It is. Yeah. Um... They did some kind of a Star is Born tonight on Will and Gracie's. Or as I like to call it, the Karen Walker show. (sighs) And she sang The Man That Got Away. Mm. Judy Garland herself right now is watching from heaven and going, Oh, good job. But don't tell Liza. Yours is the better version. (coughs) I remember when Rufus Wainwright, and some people hate it. I actually liked it did like a whole tribute album to Judy Garland's, you know, um, live album. So he did, you know, Rufus does, 
I think it was at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, I was almost gonna say the Palladium, but that's in London. And um, isn't it great that she, you know, you can learn these geographical things through entertainers as a kid before going to the book. I mean, you know, yeah, you have the book. The teacher's like, hey, we're gonna learn about geography today. And you're like, hey. but then you remember, oh yeah. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Liza Minnelli talked about playing the Palladium in London with her mother. And I thought, oh, the Palladium in London. You know, at least she said the Palladium. I'm not thinking, what, is it in New York City? Is it here in town? Was Liza Minnelli actually in Northern California? Well, San Francisco, yes. Um, I couldn't picture Liza Minnelli in Sacramento. Or Fresno. Or Modesto. (laughs) Carol Channing was there. And today, today's episode is dedicated to Dolly herself. We're going to, I mean, yo, you know, yeah. Raspberries. Raspberries, people. Um, Okay. Carol Channing. Here today is bittersweet, people. Today is bittersweet. Carol Elaine Channing, born in Seattle, Washington, in on January thirty first, nineteen twenty one. She was almost ninety eight years old when she died. Um, just amazing. You know, hello, Dolly. I remember her in Alice in Wonderland. Um, and Sesame Street. You know, she would sing to that snake. Oh, this is, this is what I love about Carol Channing right here. Raspberries! That's all she says is raspberries. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Oh my god. As I watch Singing in the Rain, I'm remiss. So we're going to talk to Carrie. We What we do is um, we seance a little differently now. Carrie, are you here? Yes, I'm here. I'm glad that you brought me out for this moment. My mother, Debbie Reynolds, crying, staring at Gene Kelly. Those tears are fake, people, because she loved Gene Kelly at that moment. Her feet had blood. She would tell me, dear, I would come home and finger myself each day after performing steps for singing in the rain. And so this is a TCM moment with Carrie Fisher. Okay. Luckily, I put the right teeth in so you can hear me enunciate. But yes, oh yes, and right now, Debbie is, it, it, Reynolds is embracing Gene Kelly, all the while thinking about eating in the commissary. Gene would say, don't eat that, it'll make you fat. I want you light on, my, on your feet so you can twirl. And that's it. So no fat eating. He fat shamed her. 
She was not fat at all. She was Debbie Reynolds. This is Carrie Fisher. And thank you for this moment, Dr. Zeus Podcast. And that's the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Giving it to Carrie Fisher, who is, I think, a comedy icon. <sighs> and Singing in the Rain is over. Here's TCM. But we didn't pay to have um, Ben on. Yeah. Number 10, yeah. <coughs> so, the Dr. Seuss Podcast is brought to you by Thursday. Not Friday. Thursday. You know, before bed, I'm kind of your typical male. Tina Turner herself sang about it in, you know, the 80s. And I have to have a little porn before bed, you know. So don't bother me. And please don't group call me through um, uh, FaceTime. No, I don't need that shit. God forbid people hear me going, uh, uh, you know. But I like it when just one person calls me on FaceTime. Oh, you know, thankfully I'm not Carrie Fisher. Let me put my teeth in, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, or Elaine Stretch. I love Elaine Stretch. And her birthday is coming up. We're going to do a Elaine Stretch tribute show. You know, when I think of someone who should have won an Academy Award, it's Elaine Stretch. Perfect timing. In her old age, hilarious. That's someone I wish was still alive today. She'd be almost 100 years old. She was 89 years old when she died. Born February 2nd, 1925 in Detroit, Michigan. Died July 17th, 2014 in Birmingham, Michigan. Just a, just a brilliant... You know, I loved her stories. She talked about, um, I won't save this for the, the episode because, you know, it's going to be on there anyway. I'm going to play clips of Elaine. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk, you know, the ladies who lunch. Um, uh, she talked about doing Dracula with Bella Lugosi. I'll, I'll briefly say this because I don't want to ruin it and not save it for the next episode. Or February 2nd, the February 2nd episode. And she was talking about, she says, oh, you know. She says, I was with him within, when he had his 17th scotch. And the bartender said, Mr. Lugosi, you've had your last scotch. And he got up and he says, thank you. Thank you. I would go somewhere else. For my liquor. Come on, Elaine. And then she would talk about it. She says, you, you, you know, we were sitting there and he says to me, you know, I don't tell this to many people, Elaine, but if it weren't for Boris Karloff, I would have had a corner on the horror market. Yeah. That's my favorite story right there. She would tell all kinds of stories. Um... She tells one about George Abbott, who is a famous Broadway director. 
She told this to Ellen DeGeneres. But my favorite is the Sinatra story. And it I had it on the show maybe a couple of weeks ago where she talks about <laughs> she's there. Tony Curtis says to Sinatra, you know, this is your date. And Sinatra's like, what do you do? Oh, I'm in the theater. You know, this is Elaine Stritch and she's young and blonde and cute to Sinatra. That's how, you know, Sinatra was kind of like, and he says, you know, let me tell you something. People in the theater ain't going no place. And she looks at him and she says, well, you know, Mr. Sinatra, I've been wondering for years, where the hell do you think you're going? And he says, get her out of here. Get her out. Yeah. You know, I think that's when Sinatra was either drinking or just a raving lunatic. The late Rosemary Clooney. And I say Rosemary Clooney, not George Clooney's aunt. Because in this instance, Rosemary Clooney is the icon. Don't forget that. Her nephew used to live in the back house, okay? And worked his way up to George Clooney. But in that house, it was about Rosemary. And Rosemary, she loved Frank. But she wrote a piece years ago when Perry Como died. Where she said, you know, Frank was too crazy. You couldn't go to him. And uh, Dean had issues. She says, but Perry... You could go to him. He would sit you down. He was sweet and he would give you advice. Or Sinatra, I, I can I can kind of understand now where she's coming from with that. Hearing the Elaine Stritch story, or and and then, you know, and I'm not saying that Sinatra was a bad man. Even Lauren Bacall herself almost married Sinatra. Right after Bogart's death. But then she realized what a womanizer he was. No. You know what I mean? In the toupee. I think the toupee, you know, Bogey's toupee was different. Sinatra's, he just tried, oh, I don't wear a toupee. (laughs) Okay. That's like saying, you know, I don't go commando sometimes. Come on. Oh, it's built in. (laughs) I don't know who I'm trying to fool there. Um, Yeah. You know that old saying, you know who your friends are, people. And you do. You know, just like when they trade you up for a new family. A new family. I'm not going to name any names because I'm not Elia Kazan. Fucker. Um, but yeah, and it, and it and it hurts sometimes. But then you remember, you knew that person when they were different. You knew that person when they liked to come over to your family. Yeah. Or as Rebecca Dorme De Mornay said in the hand that fucked the you know whatever. Um. My family. That's the feeling I always got from certain people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding around, you know. But no, it's it kind of bothers some. It's like, are you kidding me? Oh, and then all they talk about is so and so. And it's like, 
that you're acting like the, the best thing since sliced fucking bread. Let's get real here. I know bullshit when I smell it. And I smell it a lot. You know, like when they, they try to one-up, oh, so-and-so got the Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's cute. Yes. I don't think so. Don't try to one-up. Get it together, sweetie. Okay. All right. Okay. That's where when people say to me, well, you know, you're a Sagittarius. Yes, I understand that. But you know, unlike some Sagittariuses, I'm not self-destructive. Been there, done that. I fucked it. I ate it. I smoked it. Uh, it's been done. Okay. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Always making justifications for that. And that gets a little old after a while. You know, so when people pass judgment on me, I just think, well, you know, I've got my bag of tricks, bitch. And tricks are for kids. And I'm a grown up kid. So what the fuck do you got? Or as my good friend Susie Orman would say, I'm Susie Orman. What the fuck do you want? Do you really need that new house, honey? No. Get cut love and a nice little bungalow somewhere else. Yeah. Denied. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast on Thursday. I know it's not as fun as you wanted. Hey, blame the burrito from, um, is it Del Taco or El Torito? No. One of those places. It was okay. It was good from the top, but the bottom, I was just like, no, it lost its luster. So this is the Dr. Seuss podcast, Unfuckable Pleasant Dreams.